The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to episode four of Talk of the Tune, a Newcastle United podcast. My name is Will, I'm your host, and I'm joined here by my good pals and co-hosts, Gray. Say hello, Gray. Hello. Hello indeed. Hodgie, say hello. Oi, oi. Oi, oi, savaloi. Right, you join us on the back of an excellent 3-0 win for the Tune. Uh, if you haven't seen already, we smacked Sheffield United, smacked them 3-0 today at St James's Park with no fans, but plenty of background noise on Sky Sports if you've been watching. Goals from ASM, Matt Ritchie, and then Joe Linton secured all three points for War Team, and we're off to a flyer. Bring on the next game. Who's next? Can't remember who's next. Aston Villa. Aston Villa. Wednesday. Mm. They've just lost to Chelsea today. And they got lucky against Sheffield to get a draw, because the ball was actually way over the line. <laughs> Talk about controversy. Fuck me. You'd be absolutely fuming if you were a Sheffield United fan. Tamping, wouldn't you? Yeah, by getting smacked by the 2-3-0. <laughs> also, that means, Monsieur Hodgson, that you're immediately behind in the predictions charts. So, Gray and I both predicted a win for the tune today because we're optimistic yeah, we and did. we actually believe in our team. Yeah. Uh, so, that's one point each. You thought it was going to be a draw because you're a fool. Uh, so, no points for you. Flat zero right now. I'm looking forward to that five pounds from Hodge. <laughs> <laughs> Big money. I can afford it now if my bet came in today. <laughs> I'm happy all around, me. Win for the tune, win for me. Off we go, on to the next one. Eight games remaining of this current season. I'm feeling good. Obviously, I shit myself in the run-up to the game, because as you always do, you go, oh my God, we're going to lose. This is going to be terrible. We're never going to win a game of football ever again. Yep. All those uh, all those qualms and all those worries have been put to bed by uh, Steve Bruce's team. Right, so it'd be good to get both of your thoughts. Hodgie, would you like to lead us off? What did you think of today's performance? Yeah, quite good for being the first game back. There was obviously a bit of rustiness to shake off. I think the first 15 minutes was a little bit slow. People's passing was a little bit all over, a little bit of touches, maybe he's going a bit miss. Obviously, probably a little bit nervous being the first first game back in. They obviously wanted to try and get a bit of a flyer, which we did, luckily. But I think a little bit of luck definitely helped us helped us along the way there. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a bit worried going into it because obviously Sheffield United have had one game already. So yeah. I thought that might have like brought them back up to 
to match speed. I thought they might have had an advantage over us because they've got that one game under their belt already. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. We did take a lot of warming up. It took us a long time to get into that game. First 20 minutes or so, it was just shite. Well, to be honest, the first half itself was shite. There weren't really, I mean, the only talking point from the first half, or there were two talking points from the first half. There was Joe Linton's ridiculous miss. Yeah. Any any Premier League striker should be putting away, really. And then uh, Matt Ritchie's palm stinging shot. But apart from that, there wasn't really anything. Dubravka wasn't really troubled at all in the whole game. What do you think of the first half, Gray? Yeah, it wasn't the most exciting half of football, not going to lie. And yeah, like you already hinted, pretty disappointed in Gerald Linton's finishing abilities. But <laughs> What did he actually do? Did he kick the ground? He kind or of he just... somehow managed to kick under the ball, I think. And he just kind of... No, like, no, no. no. He... he was tackled. He was tackled by the grass. That's what oh, he was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a great tackle, though. Great tackle. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing that really frustrated me was that he'd scored an almost identical goal in the FA Cup match against Oxford United. Mm. When he opened his body up and he put it round the goalkeeper, it was a very, very similar situation. He had no problem there. Obviously, it wasn't the same outcome this time, which is a shame, but, you know, he got his goal in the end. I think, to be fair to Joe Linton, his greatest part of play today was getting the Sheffield defender booked for squaring up to him. Egan, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he, he did us a favour there. He could have been booked later, like I think you pointed out when he was pulling all over on Almiron's shirt. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But magically got away and then the commentator was like, oh, that's uh, Almiron's looking for a foul there, he's gone down knocking on him and you can mm. see him like with a handful of his shirt. I think it would have been a very soft penalty, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, but unfortunately rules are rules and you're not allowed to pull players' shirts, so why is a, a rule in, say, one part of the pitch that doesn't apply in the yeah. in the penalty box. It, for me, I think it is a bit of a, a bit extreme giving away a soft penalty like that. But unfortunately, rules are rules, so they should stick to it. And you've got VAR and things like that to to pick things up. Yeah, Shelby was almost begging the ref to go to VAR, but obviously to no avail there. But it didn't matter in the end, did it? Overall, I thought Joe Linton that miss kind of overshadowed his whole game from then on. But I thought his hold up play was a lot better today. Yeah. Yeah. He caused a lot of problems for their defenders because he, he's just a, he's a big lad. He's quite fast. He does cause problems. The runs he makes as well and the, the space he creates for himself is actually quite good. That only bit that's missing, unfortunately, for a Premier League striker is the fucking finishing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just arguably the most important part. I actually think his hold-up play is really good. I think even from the day one when we got him, his hold-up play, is, in my eyes, has actually been really good. And like you say, he always causes a bit of bother to the defenders. And to have players like Almiron and ASM running off him I think helps a lot but he's not really that strong old-fashioned centre forward who's going to play those players in I was going to say I'd like to see him bully people a bit more mm. I think he's a bit soft I don't know if that's the point that, you, that you're getting there Gray, but I, I, that's what I think a bit more competitiveness out of him would be I think that just comes with probably better. confidence there I think he's obviously mm-hmm. Mr Sitter you can see him at fit in the first half his head was down. He was just like, oh, here we, go. Down, here we yeah. go again type thing. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. if he had scored that, I think he would have been a completely different player. Like, he was, like, he came out of the second half a different player, to be fair. I think someone probably mm-hmm. had a, gave him a pep talk. It was like, look, what's yeah. happened's happened. I think Stevie Bruce is good for those types of things. I'm team Bruce now. I've gone full, full circle <laughs> in, this, in this season. I'm jumping on the bandwagon after yeah, a Well, it's not, no, it's not even that. It's not even that. In the run-up to this, I've been watching lots of his like press conferences and things, and he's just a nice bloke who's switched on. He knows his football, obviously, inside out. He's been there. He's done it. He seems a bit more chill now. He's got some good results under his belt this season. It's not really much we can dislike about him. I think 
he's he's done actually an incredible job. Uh, you look at the teams who we've taken our points off. I think the commentator said today we've taken nineteen points off teams in the top half of the table. Yeah, in the top half, mm. yeah. He's got to be doing something right there. I can't remember what Rafa's record was. I think he did all right, but quite like the fact that Priest is trying to play a bit more exciting football. And I think the players we've got kind of helps that a lot. Well, we didn't have the likes of ASM under Benitez. Results probably weren't always there, and the style of football wasn't always the best, but the feeling he brought back to St. James's Park and Newcastle, that's kind of what we all loved about Rafa. He did the same thing at Liverpool. I can't imagine he's doing the same thing in his Chinese team at the minute, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, I've but not heard anything about him over there. Not heard anything. I know he took Solomon Rondon with him, but mm. it was a, the feel-good feeling that Rafa brought, and he brought mm. kind of people back to the club, and you know he was doing work in the training ground and with the youth team, and he was integrating different parts. He's just a proper football man. Mm. But yeah, Parisi seems to be coming up with the results at the minute. Should we bring it back to the, today's game? I think we're going a little, little bit away from where we're going. Obviously, the second half was the main talking point of the game, but who was your kind of man of the match for the first half? Was anyone shine out for you? For me, personally, I think Hayden was really good, but I don't, I don't know about you guys. Yes, I would agree. I think Isaac Hayden was absolutely brilliant the whole game. I think overall, he is criminally underrated. He totally goes under the radar, yeah. but he does his job. He sticks his foot in. The number of times he won the ball back today, I think he was the one that won the ball back to set up the second goal, uh, Richie's goal. Him and Shelby just clicked today and it was really what you were hoping for and what you were expecting from a centre midfield partnership I think they smashed out the I, yeah I think uh, you touched on Shelby as well I thought Shelby had a great game I thought he seemed a lot more up for it I think sometimes he does have that air of holding back being I don't want to use the term lazy but he does sometimes appear that way when you're watching it but I think he was he's well up for the fight today and he was putting himself, he was all over the pitch. But I think one yeah. play, I think my man of a match for the first half would be Matt Ritchie. I thought he had a very strong game. Yeah, well, it was typical Matt Ritchie performance, wasn't it? He just ran his socks off and never stopped. In my opinion, another really strong performance and steady performance came from Federico Fernandez. Mm-hmm. He just dealt with everything that, I mean, admittedly, there wasn't that much fired in, but set pieces. They had a lot of set pieces in the first 10, 15 minutes, actually. Mm-hmm. and Federico Fernandez was just dealing with everything that came in. Bit of a no-nonsense centre-half performance there, but he looked comfortable, and he's a really safe pair of hands. He was doing well before the break as well, wasn't he? Like, he was really coming through, I think, quite well. Oh, I rate him. I rate him so much. I was a bit surprised to see his name on the team sheet, if I was being honest, but like I said, before the break, he had been playing really well. Yeah. And I think he does bring that bit of solidity to the back, where, especially mm. alongside Lascelles, who's solid anyway. Yeah. It's interesting, uh, Florian Lejeune picked up a knock against Hull City in that 2-0 win, mm-hmm. which is why he wasn't featured in the match day squad today. But I thought it was really interesting in the last 5-10 minutes when Stevie Bruce brought Fabian Cher on as a defensive midfielder. That was kind of interesting, and I quite like it. Well, he's played there a few times earlier on in the season. Like he would come on, and he would come on in place of someone like Hayden and actually sit in that role just in, ahead of a back four. It pains me when he doesn't start because he's such a talented footballer and he I, I rate him massively. So if there's some way we can put him into the team on a more regular basis, I think that's great. But we're in that nice position at the minute where we've probably got on their day when they're all fit and ready four centre-halves sort of vying for those first two positions, which would be Lejeune, Lascelles, Cher and Fernandez, which is the strong, probably the strongest centre-half lineup we've had in a long time. Mm. Yeah, it's well the choice 
at the back. We really are. We are. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Um, I think one thing we need to probably touch on at this point is Sheffield United did have a man sent off. I think we touched on it earlier. So for the majority of the second half, we were playing against 10 men. Mm-hmm. And one thing I did pick up from the commentary and from listening to what was going on was they're obviously so set in their ways of playing five at the back. So three centre-halves and then two wing-backs. Mm-hmm. They then obviously had to revert back to four at the back, which I'm not sure they've played in a very long time, and I'm not mm-hmm. sure they're used to. So that's massively upset their rhythm. They looked mm-hmm. very, very uncomfortable when they were playing four at the back, which they were obviously forced into playing, and which mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, left huge gaps for Almiron, Richie, and ASM to exploit which they yeah, did mm-hmm. quite clinically in the second half. Yeah, well, it was obviously the massive turning point in the game. I can't can't skip around that in any, in any in any kind of way. But the way that we dealt with it and kept pressing, and we didn't kind of think, "Oh, that's okay, we've won now." If that makes sense, like we we actually hunted a little bit more, which was good. Once that player got sent off, we really did push on. Quite hard to play against ten players, mm-hmm. and, and to be fair, it was starting to look that way until until that mistake came for ASM's goal. Alan Maxima, which he buried quite nicely, but it was. It was just a classic Newcastle kind of needed to ride on luck a little mm. bit to actually get on the score sheet and then actually relax into the game a little bit more. It's 100% the most bizarre assist I think I've seen all season. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've megged him from 30 yards out. <laughs> I was... <laughs> Pinpoint accuracy from Richie, you know. That's what it is. That's what it is. It's just... I'm glad. I'm glad the finish was there, though. Oh, yeah. It was good finish in the end as well. There was no kind of... To be honest, if it was someone like Joe Linton, uh, you would have expected him to like trap the ball, cut it back inside, maybe try on his left mm-hmm. foot. There was none of that. It was just like, fuck it, bang, 1-0. I'm glad he just hit it yeah, straight up. I oh, think yeah. that was good. He had to. I think Richie's goal was a particularly nice strike as well. Bent it away from, uh, is it Hen- Henderson? Henderson, it? Yeah. Dean Henderson, yeah. He's Man United loan keeper. Crack, cracking keeper, by the way. Oh, so good. Bent, bent it away from him quite nicely. Um, Positioning really, was a bit really suspect for the Richie goal, though. Mm. Jamie Redknapp was saying that on... Uh, on Super Sunday or whatever you call it yeah he was he was having a go at the goalkeeper saying he should have been in a better position mm-hmm. um, but it was a good strike and also I think he was shielded by one of the centre-halves as well Yeah, yes. so blocked the kind of field of view which made it obviously mm-hmm. more difficult yeah yeah. Richie was always going to just bury that there wasn't he he was not going to miss an opportunity like that to score a goal he had quite a number of shots today actually and was really testing yeah testing I wonder if he's been given a, a licence to shoot by, by Steve Bruce I mean why not like he can strike it really well and he's quite accurate so I'm pretty sure Bruce started him on the right hand side didn't he started him on the right and maybe that's always a bit of an indication that you can cut back inside as a left foot in mm. midfield there and just go crack and one of them's going to come off brilliant a sizzling strike from Matt Ritchie while we're on this subject of Matt Ritchie anyway one thing I noticed apparently all footballers wives or partners must be great barbers because uh, everyone was looking rather <laughs> sharp apart from yeah. Matt Ritchie who had a <laughs> who had a decent mop on the go <laughs> oh my god yeah Fabian Shah as well the amazing one I've seen is uh, Andros Townsend if you haven't seen this already try and go and have a look for Andros Townsend's hair after lockdown it's a fucking state it's absolutely all over isn't it Yedlin's rocking a yeah, great trim at the minute love it what about the suspect mutton chops on uh, Andy Carl oh looks like Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> oh my god looks like Wolverine looks like he should be in Peaky Blinders I don't know what <laughs> yes. the hell's going on there yeah. I quite like it though on the topic on the yeah, on the topic of hair I don't know if anyone spotted this they briefly put the Longstaff brothers up on the screen during the match <laughs> and uh, Matty Longstaff is in 
dire need of a haircut. Maybe when <laughs> yeah. he gets this, yeah, maybe the first thing he can buy when he gets this new contract is a fucking haircut. Yeah. He desperately needs it. <laughs> Some clippers. Hodgie, you compared him to uh, Beaker from The Muppet Show. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I thought it was quite funny. It, was just, it just looked like he'd woken up out of bed or something or like ruffled his hair with a towel so it was always just sticking <laughs> up and he, he looked so bored and out of it. Like, <laughs> oh, it was great. Oh, Stevens' mistake to Maximum! Takes full advantage! On a different point, I think ASM's performance was so good. He was obviously well-deserving of the Man of a Match award, but it completely overshadowed Miggy's performance. I think Almiron was absolutely excellent today. He was involved in two goals, I think. Set up Joe Linton's goal, the third goal, to make it 3-0. But he's worked his arse off as well. And I think he should get a, a, a big shout-out. You're always going to get that with wingers, aren't you? One, if one performs, the other's completely overshadowed. But the three mm. of them, that th- kind of three just behind Joe Linton, ASM, Richie and Almiron, have worked their asses off today. And it's paid dividend. The Joe Linton goal, I was so happy when that went in. I'm genuinely chuffed for him. I had a feeling, I mean, most people say this now, but you just kind of had that feeling in the run-up to the game Mm. that he might get one. Obviously, when he missed that one in the first half, they put the shakers on me. But he's come back, he's persisted, gets himself in a really good position, as Mm -hmm. a Premier League striker should. You know, he's exactly where he should be. It's a great ball that comes in from Armron, who I say has worked his socks off today. And then it's 3-0, and the result's out of doubt. Two goals now, that's £20 million per goal in the Premiership. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a decent return. So which players haven't we talked about now? We haven't talked about Mankio and Dubravka. I don't think we need to. They both had very steady games. Mankio didn't have much to do, but he again, he was working quite hard, going up and down the wing. Dubravka, I don't think, actually had a save to make, although you can prove me wrong or question me on that. I don't know. Lascelles, steady performance again. And then our mate Danny Rose. How do we think Danny got on today? I don't think he actually played that badly. I think it was a very steady performance. Like He didn't set the world alight. And he made a couple of errors passing and, and trapping the ball, that sort of thing. But so did everyone. So yeah, from, from my point of view, I think he didn't do too badly. I know he split opinion, I think, in the group. <laughs> so yeah, see what everyone else has to say. I don't think he tried as what he could possibly perform. I think the first 15 minutes, he was very lackadaisical, had no desire to move forward or move with any kind of speed and direction. There was a point where he gave the ball away really softly at about 30 yards from the byline on the, on the wing. And didn't really have much of an effort to track back. I think there's something to come from him. I, I do think he is a good player. I just don't know if he's got the heart in being... I know he's on loan and stuff, and it's not probably the best ideal situation for him, but if he's wanting to secure maybe he's another deal somewhere else, if he wants to leave Tottenham, then he needs to shine a little bit and, and get people after him. Good performance all round. So yeah, we'll put our player ratings up on Twitter and Facebook this week. You can have a look for yourselves. Let us know if you disagree or agree. Obviously, it's our view. But we uh, we encourage a debate, so please let us know, uh, and we'll look forward to hearing from you. You can find us on Twitter at tott podcast, and then on Facebook by searching for Talk of the Tune podcast. Great to get off to a flyer. Hi, how are the lads and all that? Hammer <laughs> on now, Joe Linton waiting for the cross. Here it is. There is the moment. 
So if you follow us on Twitter at COTT Podcast, you will have noticed this week that we ran quite a cool competition. We were giving away a Martin Dubravka Magpin badge. If you don't already follow Magpin, please do. They should be in our Twitter post, but go and give them a follow. They do really cool kind of player badges and retro kit badges. I think they release fairly regularly. So winner this week was Phil. So a Martin Dubravka badge will be on its way to you in the post this week, Phil. Congratulations. Woo-woo. Congrats. Well, that wraps up another episode of Talk of the Tune. A great 3-0 victory for the Tune today to get the ball rolling for the rest of the season. Can't wait for the Villa game. Hopefully we can produce more of what we've just seen today, which was fantastic football. Our podcasts are available on all the kind of main channels that you would see, so Spotify, Apple, Acast, a host of all other ones that we're on. It would be grand if you could leave a review. Positive, hopefully. Definitely helps us, like I say, reach more people so we can entertain everybody. So there's only really one thing to say after that is... Taraz, I guess. Will? See you later. How are the lads and all that? Great. See you in the next one. And it's a bye from me. Uh, see you next time. Bye. Ciao. Oh, me lads, you should have seen us gunning. Passing the folks along the road just as they were standing. All the lads and lasses there, all the smiling faces. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.